0: Hello, welcome to Kaiba Health and Life. I'm your host, Kristen Wolosinovich, here with my beautiful co-host, Lisa Metropolis.
1: Hello, I'm so excited today.
0: Well, we have a very important topic to talk about, and we have a very important guest, Tara Moreno, founder and executive director of Serenity House. Hello. Hi. Hi,
2: Tara. Thanks for having me.
0: Wow, thank you for being here. You know, we've got some important topics to talk, talk about, one of them being specifically the opioid epidemic that our country currently faces. But first of all, tell us a little bit about what Serenity House is and the services you provide.
2: So the Serenity House of Flint is a recovery community organization that advocates for people in addiction recovery and we provide holistic options for the community. So everything from acu detox, which is a form of acupuncture, recovery reiki, which is a program I developed that impacts the negative effects of addiction and codependency and the trauma associated from them. We also provide regular yoga, drumming, um, ceremonies. Mm. We, yep, we do, um, so those are our holistic, um, okay. approaches, but okay. we also have awareness events. So we have two annual awareness events. Okay. One is a annual walk and rally, which is coming up on September 28th in Where? downtown Flint on okay. the flat lot. Yep. It's our first year being right in the heart of downtown Flint. So it's really exciting. So we, gather and we um, create signs. We do a 3K walk. We have a bounce house for the kids. It's a family oriented event. Mm -hmm. We have speakers. Um, Councilman uh, Santino Guerra will be be speaking. Um, So that's one of our annual events. And then we have another annual event called the Flint Recovery Arts and Music Show. So this one is at the Masonic Temple and we gather and we celebrate recovery through arts and music.
0: Wonderful. I love it. It's amazing. And I love the holistic side. Yes. I mean holistic is such an important, you know, platform for Kaiba Health and Life. We talk about taking the best of Western medicine and really coupling and marrying it with the best of Eastern medicine. And I think that's what Serenity House does as well.
2: Yes, that's exactly what we do. So it's marrying the two together because they do need to work together synonymously to be able to make an effective impact.
0: I agree with you on that. You take the best of Western, best of Eastern, you combine them, and then you have hope, health, and healing. Um, Let's talk a little bit about... So do you see... You talked a little bit about services and what you provide. Do you see addiction and codependency, do you see them going hand in hand?
2: Uh, Most definitely. Mm -hmm. So... From my research and from my studies, which I have an article coming out through you guys, and you guys will be able to see. Through Kaiba Health yep, and Life magazine. Yep. Mm-hmm. And um, so <clears throat> it starts really underneath it is trauma. Okay. Okay. So trauma is underneath the codependency and the addiction. If we can get to the trauma, then we can heal the addiction and the codependency. So addiction is kind of the, the first level of the malady. And then underneath that is the codependency. So I think codependency is um, difficult mm. for people to understand mm-hmm. because it's like okay, so what is codependency? And it's essentially um, being in a relationship with somebody where you're um, there's it's it's imbalanced. So you're taking from the other person, or the person is giving too much, and there's not an even exchange of energy. Got it. So um, mm-hmm. it causes disease and disorder. Yes.
0: Too. So do you think with trauma it's identifying what the specific trauma mm-hmm. is or mm-hmm. identifying that you even have the trauma and then going deep into what it is or what you speculate or suspect caused it and and understanding is that what it
2: what it essentially is It is and it's really difficult to target um, the trauma because a lot of us are, Walking around saying, "Oh, I'm okay," I'm or "I'm fine. tough," no. "I'm fine," you know, and rather than, or somebody had it worse, right? So minimizing their trauma. Mm-hmm. So it's all about really getting vulnerable.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, I so for codependency um, in the past, I have been in, in in my when I was younger, I was in uh, two very uh, specific codependent relationships. Um, which in itself I was in going through therapy and in counseling, they had um, defined it as almost like an addiction in itself. And one of the best ways, um, first of all, uh, for people to walk into the Serenity House or any counseling or therapy, um, my, my, my therapist uh, still today says, the healthiest people are the people who walk through that door. Yeah, and so that always I that's that's, I love that's that the resonates. first first rule of thumb. And then also um, for codependency, it, it, tell me what you what you think. He did uh, he defined it as um, he said, look, bottom line is Lisa, two halves do not make a whole. And so I was a half of a person. They were half a person, but we weren't whole people mm. unless we were together. Right, and that was very, very dangerous and unhealthy. And it took me, um, it took me, you know, several years to
0: comprehend that. I'm sure to to get
1: through that, to to work through that. It took me another uh, another codependent relationship, uh, not as much, um, but then I broke that cycle, thankfully. Yeah, that's what so d- does that
2: make sense to you? Yes. Is that, yeah. That's definitely a textbook version of yeah. codependency and how to heal it. Can I ask you how you were able to um, he, break
1: but, it? Yeah, yes. break it. And sure. So be through a lot of therapy and honestly, a lot of family and friend support mm-hmm. i'm not I'm, I'm not a big um I'm a, I'm a private person i do this for a living but i'm very private mm-hmm. i had to learn to ask for help mm-hmm. which um which is a very difficult thing especially for women like us yes uh, it's, are a very very, it's a very independent thing. and
0: to me that's kind of what i when yeah. when i talk to you tara and you say codependency The first thing that popped into my head, I had to ask you off air what your definition of it was, was relying on people or asking for help when that wasn't it at all. Mm -hmm. It was getting centered within yourself and being codependent mentally and unhealthy, you know, in relationship, not necessarily I'm like Lisa, we're very similar and that yeah. is that we try to just do it all yeah. but we when we recognize we're one person and we need a team and we need support and we need friendships and we need family and we need each other that's when it opened up the whole new right. world for us
1: Absolutely absolutely
0: and i think um that it took a long time It takes a long time yeah. and it's practice don't you think
2: Yes and that's interdependence so we want to become interdependent and <gasps> um, that down it. Yes so yeah,
1: yeah. Elaborate on that interdependency versus
2: cult. Yeah. So it's knowing yourself. I mean yeah. you have to know where your where your gifts are, where your skills are, and where the other people have their gifts and their skills, right? So knowing yourself is really one of the first prerequisites of having interdependency, right? You have to know, right? What's your lane? What do you do? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's so, that's
1: great. You had just um, mentioned previous to this, we were in our our discussion, you said a word that resonated with me. You called it the holy no. That is a huge Mm. part of interdependency, isn't it? Because Girlfriend, tell us what that is because we all need to hear this.
2: So, you know, I've been um, working on boundaries. So that's part of healing codependency. It's saying no. And there's the holy no. So that's that no where you can stand in your power and not let the guilt of not saying yes to whatever this is, whatever you're dealing with. It's standing definite. uh, in your power. Okay. Right? Yes. Just standing yes. in your power and saying no. Like
0: a, we call that, you say a holy no, I say a hard no. A hard, is that a hard no? Yeah, a hard no. A hard no. From, and coming from a place of
2: love, right? And not a place of y- fear.
0: Yes. Okay, so there's one yeah. way. So I'm learning that with the kids, right? Because we look at parents nowadays and we think we have to alpha parent these kids, right? Yeah. Which yeah. means doing everything and putting everything in front of them. And what I have learned is... When I started saying no, I felt massive guilt and fear. So it came across very incorrectly to them. So what I've tried to do now is um, sort of shift a a bit and where the no comes from love, but helping them find solutions to get what they want without me always providing it. Because we say, we're not going to be here forever. We have to provide, I mean, we have to create these independent thinkers, these kids that are out there doing it for themselves. And I think we've created this massive codependent generation who don't know adversity and have
2: zero coping skills okay, I got it out. Go yes. ahead. Respond you to that, girl. so right. I'm telling mm. you what we, with our children, we've ignored their own internal guidance wow. systems. Yes. We want to micromanage them uh, and it's yeah. we steal their creativity and their spirit.
0: Yes. And I tell you, that's something that I've been, because I feel where I'm breaking the cycle, I had a parent who micromanaged everything Mm -hmm. I did. And I am now with my girls, I micromanaged when they were younger because I didn't know how to parent. I didn't know any other way. And when I started to learn and know, and they started reacting to me like I used to react to my own, then I knew, "Uh uh-uh, there has to be a change. That's when the holy no came into play. Right, Yes. And it's recognizing it. So let's talk a little bit about this, uh, something that we're very passionate about and we're very passionate about helping to eradicate. And that's Mm -hmm. our opioid epidemic that we currently face here within the United States. Give Give us some staggering data on that.
2: So we're losing from overdose about 200 people a day. Mm. So with this many people, it has now surpassed um, accidental death from car accident. Wow. Yeah. So um, it's a
0: 500, what is a
2: it? 500% increase since um, I think you, to, 2012. Oh my gosh. So it's, oh my goodness. and it's getting worse. So according to the Genesee County Prevention Health Coalition, the numbers are going up in Genesee County. They are not going down. They're not they're not declining. So yeah. I believe
0: there is a class action lawsuit currently within the city of Flint against the pharmaceuticals, correct? Yeah. Or the so, opioid crisis that we are currently facing, specifically not in our country, but in Flint, Michigan.
2: Yep. So uh, Mayor Karen, Karen Weaver had a town hall, opioid town hall meeting mm-hmm. last week, which much of my team was there. And the other treatment providers in the area and prevention providers. Okay. So um, essentially, they're going to do a class action lawsuit, um, and we're going to see where it goes. Okay. So, so and if it, so, um, Oklahoma just had a um, lawsuit. Um, I think it was like five hundred uh, million dollars. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Yeah.
0: Well, I will tell you, I just looked at. Um, Some of the numbers, they listed by state by number one through number 50, and Michigan is number 14 within the 50 states. So we definitely, it's and we look at it within the United States, I mean, from a global standpoint, the United States consumes probably 98% of the pharmaceutical business. 80%. 80%.
1: 80% of, of all of the pills that are made, the United States receives 80% of them. And I
0: think it's in the 90 percentile for antidepressants. Wow. So that's just speaks volumes to our lack of coping skills, right. yeah. our lack. And we talk all the time about generational or our ancestors who had it right in terms of meditation. And that leads right. me back
2: to Serenity House, yes. you mm-hmm. know? Yes, and you're absolutely correct. So yeah. getting back to the ancient approaches of our ancestors to heal. So modern medicine is only about 100 years old, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So yeah. what have we been doing as humans? And our culture is just, we're very sick, 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 sick society. So what does that say, right, about where we're headed? It's it's It is about getting back to our roots.
0: We have to change, and mm-hmm. that's what Serenity House that's is about. So yeah. tell us real quickly,
2: How do people get a hold of you? So the Serenity House of Flint's website is www.flintserenityhouse.org. And then our number is 810-412-8241. Excellent.
0: And as Lisa said, the people who walk through those doors
1: are the healthiest people,
0: are the healthiest people. There is no shame. These numbers are staggering, and we are such advocates for mental health and the more you know and the more you learn, the more you grow and the more you heal and help others heal, is that? Mm -hmm. Would you agree with that? I mean, you've been through your own journey and I think it's your own story and vulnerability, obviously that has led you where you are, but it's also allowed you to help heal.
2: Yes, so that's why this platform is so incredibly important because it's giving a voice for people who have went through hardships and overcome them. That's the only way where we're going to heal this thing is through vulnerability and saying, I've been through it. We've been through it. We can help you
1: find your way out. Your connection with people is, like you said, it's probably one of the, uh, if not the most important tool mm-hmm. uh, for someone to heal, to be able to connect and, and un- un- unload, unload that burden.
2: Yeah, so it's um, connect with other people, connecting with yourself. So it's like this, um, if you can get start peeling back the layers of your trauma and peeling Mm -hmm. back the layers of what happened to you here, Mm -hmm. then you can get down to who you really are, Mm -hmm. your core of your being, which is... A state of a state of being which is love which is peace which is bliss which contentment is joy mm-hmm. these are all states they're not emotions so emotions are an entirely different, entirely thing. different and it's wow.
0: controlling and managing the emotions would you say do you allow them to flow instead of like I know with me personally I tried to suppress them and like I I've, I've you stated I'm fine we're fine we kid around all the time yeah. we're fine it's, yeah, fine it's fine it's fine it's fine but what I have learned is to um, allow it because yes. the more I suppress, the more it comes in tidal waves. And once I've allowed it um, and navigated it in adjusted sales, I've been able to manage and understand it.
2: Yes. Yes. Because most people don't even know what they're feeling. They can't name it. They mm-hmm. don't even know. And then once right. you start to feel it and name it, then you have like... A Power. P- yeah. Then it's you have cool that is. mastery. So when they come, you're like, I know what this is. And then you start asking well why why is it here and then you start looking back into your childhood into your adolescent years right Right. you
0: know but let me ask this real quickly because they say you know you you listen you're like well, it's your choices it's how you live it's how you move forward you're an adult now it's not what happened in your childhood it's not that I totally disagree. I do too. Totally disagree. I I totally disagree. I think, and it's not going back and placing blame. It's not going back and pointing fingers. It's going back and just at least having an understanding of
2: what happened. Well, that's inner child work, right? And so that's also called soul retrieval um, in the Native American um, spiritual healing. So essentially what happens when you go through trauma as a child or adolescent is that that piece of soul breaks off so that you can cope with the impact of the trauma. Okay. Right. So when you go back and you do it with a method of the memory that's causing you pain or the trauma, traumatic event, and you integrate it, you actually recall that piece of your soul that broke off during that trauma and you become whole again. Okay. What happens with the mental body is that the mental body relives it, doesn't it? it As if it was happening. So the emotion is no longer attached to the mind. Right. So when the you know, charge is gone, oh. then the memory begins actually begins to fade. Okay. Wow. So it's not like that PTSD, right, where that emotion's behind the memory. Emotion. Right. You Purge the emotion behind it, and then the memory. When you see it, it's no longer evokes so that, impactful. Yes, that the response. the emotional
0: response. Well, we love wow. you. It's only the beginning. We're only tapping into the surface of this big healing process across the board. It's just you know we did mention the opioid epidemic, but it's it's trauma, it's mental health, it's advocacy, it's self care, it's knowing yourself, and it's also overcoming addiction. And uh, codependency, which is huge. So I can't thank you
2: enough. Again, one more time, the website and the phone number. Website Uh, and phone number. www.flintserenityhouse.org, 810-412-8241.
0: Tara Moreno, we love you, founder and director of Serenity House. A big thank you. Lisa Metropolis, as always, thank you for being by my side. And a big thank you to our viewers and listeners. This has been Kaiba Health and
2: Life.